up, East High? Hey, folks, we're back. Back here to talk about High School Musical, one minute at a time. Uno momento at a time. That's one moment at a time. Yeah. Um, what's minute in Spanish? I have no idea. I took Latin, Tyler. <laughs> Great. We're, we're cultured. Uh, I'm Condra. Well, I'm Tyler. And, uh, and we're the cultured amateur nerds. Whoa. Yeah, talking about High School Musical, definitely cultured. <laughs> so uh, so cultured, in fact, that we have a guest this week, Condra. Indeed. And um, a, fr- a, f- a friend of mine who's technically been on the podcast before. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, technically, <laughs> he's been on the pod before. Have I? One time. Yeah. So uh, Geo Angle is our guest. Geo, say hi. Hello. I'm Geo. I was Tyler's friend in college and still Tyler's friend after college, to be clear. But Whoa. we met in college. Good. I was worried. <laughs> um, so Geo was my roommate sophomore year of college. And Condra at once came and visited me. Uh, and we recorded an episode of Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, which if you want to check out, go back. It's in the same podcast feed. Yeah. Um, we recorded an episode of Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute in the same room in our me and Gio's dorm room. And Gio was like kind of asleep on our we had a bunk bed. He was on the top of the bunk bed. He was like kind of asleep up there, just kind of hanging out, listening to whatever we were doing. And I think we just like had a joke where like he like talked once or twice during the episode. He like and you could only like definitely. sort of hear his voice. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That's that's very funny. I like don't remember this, but I was asleep, so it's hard to remember anything from sophomore year. Yeah. We also had one of my friends on the pod that episode too, so it was it was mo- many friends on the pod. Whoa. And Gio, now correct me if I'm wrong, you're also an employee of Google.com, so everything you say in this podcast is expressing the opinions of Google as a company, right? I'm pretty sure I actually legally have to say it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any hot takes on High School Musical or our decom of the week... Yeah, that's that's not Google's opinion. That's that's just the opinion of me. But okay, good. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble for any High School Musical opinions. Is is Google's stake in the streaming wars is YouTube? I guess right. Yeah, yeah, that's their thing. And YouTube, I mean, they tried to enter premium streaming with YouTube Red or YouTube Plus. I don't know what they've called it now. That's uh, um, had kind of several different iterations. Premium, maybe. Yeah, there are still several iterations. Google's always a little confused and like trying new things, but they're making it work like somehow. All of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, YouTube is a is was like the the original winner of the streaming wars, and everyone else is kind of like still catching up to the relevancy of YouTube because it's like. It's, you know, it's a free video platform that literally anyone on the planet, uh, except if you're in China, I guess, literally anyone on the planet can use. And people have, you know, started making their living on YouTube and it's kind of like a free anyone can do it thing. So I, I it you can't understate how important YouTube is, but like in terms of like the streaming wars, I mean, it's not like Disney Plus where they have people paying them $10 a month. No. Because um, most people just use YouTube for free. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think they have a thing that they're trying to make work where like there's some sort of subscription with like original content on YouTube premium. And I think they have this like YouTube TV thing, but I do not know much about it and I don't subscribe to any of it, but don't tell my boss. (laughs) And also YouTube, what YouTube red produced Cobra Kai, Mm -hmm. 
which was a TV show that had two seasons, probably two or three years ago starting is when it started. And it just recently published on Netflix where it's had huge success and become very popular. So it's like it's it is true that like (laughs) that YouTube Red was a pretty big failure. Yeah, indeed it was. But so anyway, Condra, I'm sorry I derailed us, but I thought that was fun. (laughs) Minute 47 is what we're talking about today, which starts with Coach Bolton saying, hey, and ends with hey, hey, Um, (laughs) ends with Zeke asking if Sharpay wants to watch him play ball sometime. (laughs) Ooh, that is that is one of those things that we will stick a pin in. Um, and, and there's a pun there, but we that pun won't get revealed until the next minute. Mm. Oh. We will stick a pin in nice. that till, <laughs> nice, till, nice. till later, just so that we can cover this this minute sequentially. Dang. Since when is Tyler the one who makes references to the future of the movie? It's always someone I else. Know. It's wild. <laughs> because we do this two episodes at a time, so I always know what's one episode ahead. Whoa, peek behind the curtain. Whoa, a little inside podcast baseball. Podcast anyway, and baseball. Um, is that basically like sports announcers? Is there a subgenre <laughs> yeah, it's like that of scene in, There is a subgenre of sports podcasts. I, I don't well, listen to podcasts, any. Yeah, I there know, are lots of sports genres, podcasts. But baseball specifically, though. I'm sure there are some. I mean, yes, they're not they're not playing baseball in the podcast. But that be- I'm sure there's some niche podcast about like like baseball video games where they kind of live play <laughs> or you know they do like a baseball manager uh, simulation or something. Has anyone filled but- the um, baseball movie by minute niche yet, or is that still an open one? One of our listeners could I fill. If Field of Dreams has been done yet. I'm I sure think that. there might be a Bull Durham minute. Yeah, definitely Bull Durham. And I was going to say, there's a scene in Bull Durham where they're showing the um, the the radio announcer of the Durham Bulls, and he's like, he's literally listening to the baseball game on a radio. Someone tells him what happens, and then he says into the radio. <laughs> like he's announcing the game live. <laughs> um, and that that was what podcast baseball <laughs> reminded me of. And also there's a League of Their Own Movies by Minute podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely a couple baseball movies by minute. Cool. Look at us. We, we get a guest on and we're just rambling, rambling, <laughs> rambling. So anyway, uh, we, f- we finish Gio- out Coach Bolton and Darvis's interaction. Yeah, Condra, I was going to ask if you wanted to ask Gio our classic questions. Oh, oh, of course. Gio, why are you here? Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm here because I like the high school musical movies a lot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. When I found out Tyler was watching them with you, I was a little salty because he never watched them with me while we were uh, roommates. <laughs> but we mainly watched the backstroke of the it's West. True. I truly feel honored then <laughs> if if i i get this experience that you were denied but uh well gee i feel like you never offered to do a podcast it's true with me i didn't it, ever I offer like to do a podcast with you that's what i should have done i should have known that's the way to get what you <laughs> yeah, want Gio, from tyler I mean, absolutely <laughs> like how can you involve a podcast in it oh that's how tyler will get involved um, yeah but uh i've liked high school musical since like middle school i've watched all of the movies many times i know all of the songs and so when tyler told me that this podcast was happening i offered to guest well i probably asked to guest 
I think I was kind of joking at the time, but then Tyler took me seriously. I might have even asked you. I might have offered. Hmm. Well, um, anyway, yeah, that's that's my background. I'm not like a, I'm not a podcaster, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm sure this will go fine. You're doing great. <laughs> you did request these minutes too, so we'll have yes. to kind of dig into why yeah, you I'm requested these curious, minutes. Yeah, I'm very curious because I was I was prepping the the clips for mm-hmm. you, and I was like. Even a few weeks ago when I was realizing when you were coming mm-hmm. up, I was like, huh, these are very specific <laughs> So minutes. I can talk about that now if you'd like. I, is it relevant to this minute love them. or is it more for the next? Um, it's, I think I requested more the next, but it is relevant to both because it's about the scene that we transition minutes on. That's what I was going to yeah. guess. So we'll get there. We'll talk about it when we get there. The thing I did want to say is at some point in college, Geo bought a bunch of CDs on um, a website that's not to be named, but let's say they're an e-retailer. And well, because Geo works for Google, so we don't want to oh we don't want to have mixed messages here. And he bought a bunch of CDs, and they were just literally just all like Disney movie soundtracks, amazing, like High School Musical soundtracks. Like Disney movie compilations, like (laughs) like seven CDs. Gio, we should compare our CD collections. I don't think I have it anymore because I only got it for my car, and I left my car um, with my family when I moved down to New York. Oh, yeah. Uh, it did also include the Rent soundtrack, the Rent movie soundtrack. So it did have some non-Disney stuff, but it was (laughs) mostly um, was mostly Disney CDs. Yeah, respect. Okay, so minute 47. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Darbus is real salty at at, at Coach Bolton. I mean, rightfully so. Coach Bolton's being a jerk. Yeah, but she's also kind of, you know, she she thinks that a prank is being pulled where it isn't. Like, he's kind of clueless, so he's not being intentionally cruel. Well, I mean, he's intentionally cruel in that he's laughing at the name of the musical. And it's just like, that That sounds like a winner, Darvis. Good luck on Broadway. <laughs> I liked that line. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Though. Good luck on Broadway was such a weird line to me. I guess it comes from like him not really understanding musical culture. But that seems like like telling someone their musicals on Broadway, like if he was actually, you know, into drama would be like very respectful. Like, I think that'd be something you'd Mm -hmm. praise someone with like, oh, wow, this musical like could be on Broadway. But from him, it just sounds like he's like Broadway is the only musical thing. Oh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know. Rather effective bullying in the sense that I think he's doing rather effective bullying in the sense that he knows that she's taking this seriously like Broadway, but that the, this is nowhere close to Broadway. So he's kind of like taking her down a peg in that way. That makes sense. I just, I still think it's, he's quite rude. I mean, yeah, he's Mike Bolton. What do you expect? <sighs> <laughs> and th- so we cut to, we but, cut to well, um, she, Taylor and Gabriella. She storms out. Oh, and oh does sorry. Go ahead. A very dramatic flip, like... She dramatically flip. Fli- like swishes her shawl over her shoulder in the basketball boys or locker room boys' faces to be like, <laughs> I'm too good for this. You are all below <laughs> me. And a bunch of boys have gathered at the window to kind of like witness this conflict. Yeah, that was pretty funny. funny. Just like a bunch of half naked boys. <laughs> so then we cut yeah. to get Gabriella and Taylor. Yeah. 
And um, and they're kind of are they eating lunch or are they just kind of sitting there studying or what? They're they're they've got their lunch trays in front of them, but it's not super clear whether or not like actually either of them are eating or if they're too wound up or. They're kind of in this undisclosed area, but behind them is this kind of this wall that a bunch of people have write, written like fun messages on. And I wanted to talk about a couple of them. I don't know I if you not. guys noticed. I did or looked not. at them in detail. Oh, thanks, Tommy Wiseau. Anyway, one of them says, put the knights to sleep. So Sounds violent. That's knights with a K. I don't know. Is that a good pun or just not really that worth it? It's, it's not yeah. great. <laughs> Um, unless you're saying like night night, which would be funny. That would have been funny. Yeah, night night night. Or there's a, there's a children's book called Good Night Good Night. Yeah, but they're not good, Tyler, because they're the rivals. Yeah. Well, th- and th- and this is also clearly something recent, right? Because you know this game is just coming up. They don't play the knights every single game. So, <laughs> is is this a wall that they like erase occasionally? Also confusing. Another one says beat the knights. Except there's a space between the B and the at, so it looks like B at the nights. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. And then on the right, you probably you can probably see it pretty easily. There's a drawing and it says Darbus right next to the drawing. So it's like a drawing of Miss Darbus, who is apparently an antagonist or uh, someone that, who huh. they like to make fun of by drawing. Who knows? They have I a would believe her. that. It seems hmm. like she's not very kind to the students that aren't drama students. Yeah. And, and, and even the drama students? <laughs> no. She's just so not I could kind? definitely see her not being a favorite of the students. Although I can't imagine graffiti like against like graffiti making fun of a teacher in most high schools would stay up in a place that public for very long. So I imagine it's pretty new. Oh yeah, good point. Maybe someone saw Darbus in the cafeteria after Stick to the Status Quo, and they're like, "Man, I can't stand her." And they went and go. Went Man, to draw I can't on the believe wall. she stopped our fighting. Very dramatically. <laughs> our musical number ended. And then we kind of cut to this conversation between Gabrielle and Taylor, and Gabrielle is like, "Is is Sharpay like really really mad at me? Like I said, I was sorry." Is more of that kind of Gabriella acting that I, I don't really like. This scene is not. Yeah. I, I'll give you that one. I don't think Vanessa Hudgens is that good in this. In this. Yeah. One. Taylor says something I to just, the effect um, of. I said I was sorry. Was just such a strange line to me. Like, I think that's <laughs> one of those lines where, like, some of this movie. When I'm watching, I can kind of forget that it's targeted towards like elementary schoolers and early middle schoolers. And then a line like that hits and I'm like, wow, no high schooler would think, oh, I said I was sorry to this person who's mad at me. So like, why don't they forgive me? You know, but like, that's something I don't know. I think you both know more about like early education than I do. But is I, I assume like you <laughs> want younger children to know, think that like if you say sorry to someone you should forgive them. And like, if you say sorry to someone, you will be forgiven. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a terrible lesson to impart to anyone at any age. And it's- but I just thought it was a very, I also thought this scene wasn't the best, but I thought that line specifically, it just stood out to me as one that kind of took me out of the scene. I think her dreamy far away view being when she's like, have you ever felt like, or no, um, not that one. Uh, the, but I liked it is the, the line that gets me in this yeah. minute. Yeah. Oh, that that is a that is a litter box of a line. She's like, I don't know what it just happened, but I liked it a lot. Like, like, 
I can tell, like, you can tell that it's a line that was written. <laughs> and, like, I, I, think it's the, I think it's the writer's fault. Like, I think that's a poorly written line, and she just had no way of yeah. acting it. But, yeah, it, that one just uh, drove me crazy. But I do like her sentiment of, like, discovery here. And, like, she's, un- like, it's a really important concept to, like, convey to people that you might not realize you've y- you've really taken to something and or you really identify with something or you come across something that you're like, wow, I think this is me in a way that kind of consumes you. And you're like, oh, maybe I am like this. There's something in it that is- rings true to me. Yeah, I think that's what a decent amount of this movie is trying to get at is that feeling of like exploring something new and finding a passion for it. And I think this is another instance where it feels like they are, they're kind of hitting that at the most like first layer thing of like, Mm. isn't it so surprising that someone tried something new and liked it, you know, instead of going more into like how that might happen or like why that might be the case, you know? Yeah. You know what's interesting I just realized is that so Troy and Gabriella are like the main like, you know, trying to break out of their shell or as Gabriella puts it, like there's a there's a whole other person inside of you just trying to get out. Troy and Gabriella fit that role and they each kind of have their friend who is kind of pushing against them. So for Troy it's Chad and for Gabriella it's Taylor. And then we have this third pair of our main characters, which is Sharpan Ryan. Except as of now, it seems like Sharpay and Ryan are both very just kind of satisfied where they are. It would have been interesting if Ryan had more of an arc of trying to break out of his shell. But we haven't really seen that. That is an interesting idea. I think to some extent, he gets closer to that in future movies. But I think in this movie, he is very much just Sharpay's sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. And despite being one of the main six, he really is a tertiary character in this movie. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate because... I'm pretty sure he's my favorite character. He's, yeah. I was, yeah, he's one of mine, <laughs> He's just too. great. I, I'm a Kelsey mm. stan, so. I'm like, Kelsey and Ryan are probably my two yeah. favorites, so. But Gabriella does ask this question, like, do you feel like there's ever a whole other person trying to get out? And then we get this line from Taylor, which isn't a bad written line, but I was wondering if what's-her-name could could have done a better take on the line, because Taylor says, not really, no. And it, like I, I did chuckle when I saw it, because I knew it like technically was a joke, but I thought it could have been delivered better, like, not really, no, or, you know, not really, no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like I would I would have liked to see the other takes and I might have chosen yeah. a different one. Well, the thing for me was I just didn't like if you take it in the other direction and it's not a joke and she's she's just as awful as Chad and I mean, we have not yeah. seen Taylor really be nice <laughs> still. Yeah, like the closest the way I read it at least Taylor was like no, I'm just a just like everybody except you and Troy in this movie I am a one-dimensional character that only cares about academics and then she kind of laughed (laughs) and that felt like one of the first moments where I was like maybe she's trying to be a good friend and this laugh is her way of saying like but I think what you're feeling is totally like valid and but it just she she didn't say anything explicitly about that she just kind of said laughed about it yeah I agree yeah Taylor's still I I don't remember her as much in the next two films, but it, it's like the more I'm going over her in this movie, I'm like, wow, she spends a lot of it 
like it's not a great yeah, person. <laughs> it's definitely something I didn't realize until I started listening to this podcast that like she's just not that great. <laughs> Whoa. Cuz I think she just when you're watching the movie through doesn't get enough screen time for people to really focus on that type of thing. Yeah. You just see her as like Gabriella's mm-hmm. smart friend, you know? And then Yeah. Definitely. Well, I do also think it's an interesting choice, though, because Chad is actively, like, kind of mean to Troy about the whole singing thing. And Taylor is nice to Gabriella, but he's still not fully supportive. So it's kind of interesting to see the conflict play out in two different ways. That is a good point, that she, she while she is mean, she's tr- she has her moments of nice, like, she can be amiable towards yeah, I think- Gabriella. Taylor is mean in a much more general sense, it seems, where like she just feels she's better than other people and is generally kind of like not a nice person. Whereas it seems like Chad is generally like pretty nice to his friends, at least. We don't really see him interact with people who aren't his friends. And then he's, yeah, yeah people like and him. And then he's just like seems. very disdainful towards musicals and kind of mean to Troy about the musical <laughs> stuff. Although, I don't remember if Troy ever explicitly told Chad, like, I want to be doing this, or if Chad was just making fun of musicals and it hurt Troy. I have here in my notes, why Gabriella <laughs> always look like that? Excellent She question, just kind Dad. of has this face. Thank you. Um, she just kind of has this face, like, Condra, you used the word dreamy earlier, and she kind of has this kind of, yeah, kind of glazed over dreamy expression all the time. And I'm just like, like, why? <laughs> Because uh, she's trying to show that she's more than just, uh, what is it, a crazy geek girl? That's not it. Freaky, no. I, I, I get it. From, yeah. Freaky geek girl, I think, is right. Yeah. I get it from a casting perspective, right? You want to cast, like, a cute girl with, like, big, bulgy eyes. Not be- not bulgy, beady eyes. And that's, like, going to attract your, like, young listeners because the, those eyes are very expressive and, like, you can really connect to it. But also, like... She's just always has this face and it's very off-putting. Yeah, I think to some extent it's trying to express that like she doesn't really feel like she's, I don't know, it feels to some extent like she's kind of like floating through everything. Like she she isn't really grounded in like reality as much and she's kind of living in this dream world where she's excited about musicals and she like doesn't have to participate in stuff and doesn't have to participate in drama and anything like that. But I think like, that's what I think like, that's fine. You know, like, I don't think you need to be in have a weird like head in the clouds kind of expressing to just not want to participate in the drama that's going on. <laughs> now, when you say the drama, you mean the gossip drama. And so then we cut to Sharpay at her locker. Um, and Condra, did you notice that there's this classic trope in, in movies where like a, a character who is extra has like a locker that is like painted or looks special and is very like distinguishable oh, when yeah. you see it for some reason? Oh, Ty, I have a fun fact about Sharpay's locker. Oh, oh boy. It's still that <laughs> color today. Sharpay's locker in what? in the high school that it was shot at is still painted. Is it also still a double locker? Is that just like a luck of the draw thing? Like, I don't. I think so. Huh. Not 100% on that. But I know it's still the, that color. Or it was at least a few couple years ago. I, I imagine because they reshot at the um, TV show, Walt Disney Plus show. Yeah. There. 
So probably. That's really funny, though. Is it like a luck of the draw? Like, oh, I, I got Sharpay's locker. And there's probably like some 15-year-old boy <laughs> who's embarrassed to have it or something. That's kind of funny. That would be funny. She's going in there. She's got some extra clothes in there that she's checking out to try to change out of. Because yeah, her, her, the shirt she's wearing right now is ruined. Yeah, although the, the little orange stain on it kind of looks like it's intentional. It like kind of looks like a like a little flare on the, the color scheme. I mean, maybe, but... But anyway. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but also <laughs> that doesn't like go yeah. along with Sharpay. Yeah. So. But anyway, the big thing I have written down is Zeke plus Sharpay, question mark, question mark, question mark. You'll have to find out. Geo, I, I, I assume, what? You'll have to find out. But Geo, I assume that this is where yes, your um, impetus comes from. Yeah, like it was it was just kind of the first thing I saw thought of as something that would be like funny to talk about was like I I think the Zeke Sharpay subplot is pretty funny and kind of interesting. It's sort of a running thing. It's not like it's not by any means one of the main plots or subplots of the movie or the franchise. You know, he like swoons a little bit at Sharpay at the very beginning of the movie. And then here mm-hmm. it's shown that he's trying to flirt with her. And I guess I guess the next minute is where we see the results of that flirting this time. Yeah, but I mean, it's a pretty bold move. Like, hey, come watch one of my basketball games sometime. Like, it's pretty out there. Like, he's put he's p- taking a big risk. He has a lot of courage <laughs> today. Maybe he's still running on like an adrenaline high. He's like, yes, I just came out as a baker. Now I'm going to go out and go ask out the <laughs> I can girl understand I like. that. To use a basketball metaphor, he shot his shot. Indeed he did. Indeed. <laughs> but we should probably wrap it around here and keep talking about it in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say the one thing that comes out less in this one is Zeke might be talking to her but she is like not really listening. She's like, "Ooh, do I look cute in this outfit or maybe this shirt? Like, how's this angle? Like, she's got a mirror. She, her locker is not a place for her no. schoolwork. Her locker, I don't think, is really a place for anyone else except maybe like Ryan being her butler. Be funny if Ryan popped out of the locker and was like, hey, how can I help? <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Evans is not taking calls at this time. <laughs> Ryan, just come out of the locker. Uh, that was oh, that was the other thing when um Gabriella was talking about like feel like another person inside of you wanting to come out. I'm like, she's gonna come out. <laughs> well, yeah, there is like a very like yeah, coming out of the closet imagery is very very much yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we can wrap it here. Okay. Yeah, Gio, is there anything you need to say about this minute before we move on? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we just about covered covered everything. Yeah. And we covered we covered it. All right. <laughs> Gio, do you have any plugs? Um Yeah, I don't really I don't really do anything uh publicly, I guess. I just kind of take a lot of naps. I don't know. Take naps. They're great. I support nap taking. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> So people can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our music, which was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler. I've been Geo. And we'll see you next time for more Zeke and Sharpay um, uh, 
shipping? Um, well, it, it's you better use UPS. Um, th- they can ship a good product. You can bet on it. <laughs>